You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of War Horses, the only equestrian podcast that knows how you're feeling right now. Okay, Whew. but that moment has passed, so now let's go on with the show. Uh, I'm Auburn Elvis, I'm your host, and our intro song was Incomplete by the Backstreet Boys. I just felt like that was appropriate, you know? So it wasn't me singing, it was them, that's okay. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. Been a lot of things going on in the world of equestrian and in the world of, of athletics and in the world of the world. So let's talk about them. Obviously, the coronavirus is the worst thing ever uh, in all of mankind because it has stolen from us um, college sports and all sports and everything. Like our whole lives are different now. So we didn't want that, but it's what it is. We got to do it. It's one of those things you just have to learn from and get better at and just say, well, you know what? Every once in a while, you got to do these things and give up, make those sacrifices for the greater good. We're doing that. And, you know, one of those things we have to sacrifice is college athletics. We don't want to do it, but we got to do it. Health and safety, reason prevails. So we're all sequestering ourselves in self-quarantines and staying away from one another and not touching each other's faces. That's difficult for some people to give up, maybe not so much for others. But uh, yeah, so what that means for Auburn Equestrian is the SEC Championship got canceled and the National Championship got canceled over in April. So where does that leave us? Well, um, leaves us in a very weird state. Um, oh, it also canceled the last meet of the season. Uh, it wasn't an Auburn meet. It canceled the uh, Fresno State going over to Oklahoma State. I was actually pretty interested in that one because I was I was fairly sure Oklahoma State was going to win, but um, it was going to demonstrate that they were better than Fresno State, and it was also going to you know feed into my theory that Fresno State really benefited from being at home. Most of their meets were at home, and they really benefited either from judging or the bad horses or what have you. They benefited from being at home, and it, it really showed. And when they went on the road, they didn't win nearly as well um, when they went on the road. So, uh, but that that meet didn't happen either. So, you know, they they didn't have that. They didn't have, they aren't going to have their conference tournament. All conference tournaments are canceled. Everything is over. So with that, that means we're left with Auburn at number one, undefeated season, 
beat everybody, beat everybody in the top 10. Um, and yet we don't have a, an official tournament that we can go to. And that's very disappointing because I think obviously we were the favorite. Um, nobody won all their games. We played just about every team out there and we beat everybody. So, you know, this is this is definitely a, a bittersweet moment. You know, we know we're the best team. And yet, and we did get to prove it, sort of, but we didn't get to prove it as much as a team normally would. And so that's very, it just leaves a bitter taste in your mouth that, man, that got taken away from us. There were a lot of seniors who didn't get to have the final rides that they thought they were going to get to have. Now, I'm very thankful that our final meet was at Auburn, and we did get a chance to celebrate those seniors Unlike uh, poor Oklahoma State, they were the, actually the only um, school out there that did not get a chance to recognize their seniors on their senior meet at that last meet of the home meet of the year. Every other team did. So, you know, pour one out for the poor ladies over at Oklahoma State, those seniors, because they didn't even get that, which is pretty rough for them. So I feel bad for you, you cowgirls out there. Um, but Auburn did, you know, our seven seniors got that chance. Um, all of them had family in town, as we talked about last week. So that was really nice. And so in a situation like this, you really just have to be thankful for the good things. Auburn had a lot of good things to be thankful for. I mean, yes, we're disappointed, but I mean, we kind of know we're the best and everybody knows we're the best. So it, it's not like we were the number two team, kind of like Oklahoma State, who was, and they rode decently against us at the very beginning of the season. I'm sure they think they've improved enough now that they would love to get a second shot at Auburn. This denies them of that. Um, but hey, they did get one shot against Auburn and they did not win. So, you know, they're left with some wishful thinking. But at the same time, we did ride against them and we did beat them. So um, another thing that we're kind of missing out on are some individual career points uh, records that we're closing in on. Some of our riders are. Now, obviously, at Auburn, that's not the big deal. You know, for us, it's all about team championships. It's not even about event championships, and it's not about personal awards. So as I go through this next part, I don't want to give you the impression that we're all focusing on this because we are not. I mean, it is totally cool if none of our riders ever get any individual awards as long as we are doing our best and winning for the team. That's that's why they all came to Auburn. No, None of them came to Auburn because we're going to highlight them and feature them. It's all about the team. Now, that's a very attractive mindset to offer to a prospective rider. And so we end up getting a lot of really good riders coming to Auburn because of that, because they want to be part of the team and they are really quality, uh, good riders. And so they end up gaining all these individual accolades. Oh, for example, I do want to mention the SEC Riders of the Month. Um, we, we talked about the National Riders of the Month. Taylor St. Jacques and Deanna Green, they both won in uh, Equitation on the Flat and Horsemanship. And then the SEC came out a week later and said, okay, we're giving out the conference awards. And uh, those ladies won the conference award as well, which is really nice that they won the national award. And you would hope they would also get the conference award in that same event. They did. So that's awesome. So again, you know, we're getting these individual records. Um, or individual awards, and we're closing in on the uh, career records for several of our, la our ladies. Uh, Taylor St. Jock is closing in on Caitlin Boyle's record in the career points on Equitation on the Flat. Uh, right now, she's one point behind Ashton Alexander. She could have passed her this weekend with the two meets that we would have ridden out in uh, Bishop, Georgia. 
Uh, Deanna Green and Taylor Searles are tied for third place in the career points um, in horsemanship, and they could have moved into second place uh, this postseason. Um, Senior Kara Kaufman is actually five points behind them. Uh, in eighth position overall in the Auburn career points for horsemanship. So she could have elevated her position on that list as well this postseason. Terry June Granger currently sits in third position in her career wins totals for reigning. She's one point behind Blair McFarlane, uh, who graduated last year. So that she's in number two position. Uh, Terry June is closing in on the overall leader, uh, Alex Rivard. Um, with Terry June losing out on a few more points that she probably would have gotten this postseason, kind of slows her down uh, on, on getting to that record next year. Um, but almost all these ladies do have another year, and so they will probably um, break some records uh, next season. It's just going to take a little bit longer and be a little bit more difficult because they didn't get those, you know, three to five meets that we were kind of counting on them riding in at the end of uh, this postseason. Uh, There's some other things just personally that I'm missing out on. I was going to go out there. This was going to be my first trip out there. Uh, My birthday is that week. And so this was going to be my big old birthday present to myself. And I was going to go out there and do lots of videos and stuff and interview and get to meet people from the plaid cast and you know tom o'mara and kind of you know make fun of him for his daughters who went to georgia and stuff like that uh also i had all these ideas for signs i was gonna make that i never did which again you can't wait till the last minute on these things you got to seize the day so i had an idea for a sign that said uh if it ain't pembroke don't fix it um a sign i could have done i could still do this one uh you shall not or Shell Nut Pass with Gandalf on there. That would have been really cool. Uh, just a big, long sign that says, Boo Camera, with lots of E's and R's on the end of it. Um, maybe uh, a jazz hand sign for Olivia Tardoff, although uh, Michaela Langmire also does jazz hands in her animated video too, so I could have done one for her. Um, or I could have done a, a, a sign for Olivia Tardoff because she is Ava Stearns' one friend. So that would have been neat to recognize, too. So didn't do that. Now, um, a lot of those I can do, do next year. But, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe I could do those in Waco. Um, but, oh, well. Another thing that's going to have to be pushed around or moved or lost are the uh, equestrian camps. Uh, that whole schedule is on indefinite hold now. Uh, soccer and some of the other sports are also having to go through that as well. Um, we had an equestrian, we had a lot of um, uh, college prep clinics in early May. Those have been canceled and, uh, well, presumably canceled. Uh, th- those are typically for um, seniors who are going to be going into college equestrian. They'll have them come in, show them what the program is like. A lot of them are girls who are committed or thinking about coming to Auburn, and so we get to take them through what it's like during that camp week and show them, hey, here's what it is to be an equestrian rider. Here's how we break down film. Here's how we train, all that good stuff. So those are generally very helpful in recruiting these kind of camps. We also had straight on camps that are just showing, you know, training and, and improving the girls' skills. And like I said, we use those for recruitings to kind of get an eye on which which girls do we want to sort of target to come to Auburn. And so with those getting pushed back or maybe canceled this year, it's kind of, you know, we'll see what kind of effect that has on recruiting. Hopefully not too much, because again, everybody's going to be going through that, not just Auburn. And we do have an opportunity. uh, I think those camp schedules run into the second week of July. 
So there might be a potential by then to run some of those camps and clinics or maybe even push it back a little bit further and just say, hey, that's, you know, what we got to do. And so we will probably have some opportunity to maybe salvage a few of those. But right now it's all up in the air and nobody knows. So we'll see how that goes. Um, The conference has said that, you know, until April 15th, everything is for sure canceled. At April 15th, we'll do another evaluation and just see where we are, and then they'll probably extend it, you know, the cancellation schedule. Um, But there is that chance that if things drastically improve, maybe we could salvage some of the camps and clinics. We'll see. Um, Now let's talk about things that we can be happy about. All right, so we've had this big downer. We've talked about all the stuff we've given up what we're losing out on. But like I said, we had an amazing season and there's a ton of stuff to be excited about. So let's talk about that because again, that's kind of like what you, I mean, that's the whole point of this. I mean, the whole point of all of the college sports is to learn from things, to appreciate the good things, to look at the bad things and say, well, what can I learn from this? Because again, we're losing out on a ton of sports, but it isn't the end of the world. And all of these athletes that are losing out on these little opportunities here and there or big opportunities here and there, it's going to improve them. It's going to make them better people. Uh, This week, you saw uh, former Olympian Rowdy Rowdy Gaines, uh, former Auburn Everything swimmer. He tweeted out and he's talked about giving several interviews about his experiences losing out on the Moscow Olympics, how, you know, that was the peak of his Uh, athletic performance there that he was all ready for that and then boom couldn't go to Moscow couldn't compete in his Olympic dream Uh, he was able to continue work at it and go to the LA games four years later you know not quite as fast not quite as good as he was but he was able to do it Um, but again even if he hadn't had that that would have been a learning experience of just you know you work for this goal for decades and then it gets taken away from you through no fault of your own well how does that change you as a person what kind of a person does it make you into and you can see from Rowdy Gaines, it made him into a pretty cool dude. And so I feel like, you know, the types of ladies that we're getting here at Auburn going through this equestrian program, I think a lot of them are going to learn from this and it's going to help them because, yeah, we're we're really discouraged at losing out on the end of this postseason here. But I can guarantee you there are things in your life that are so much more important than that and so much more potentially difficult than that. That by going through this and learning through this, you ladies, when you get out into the real world and you have families and all these other commitments and all these things going on and jobs and all these responsibilities and huge high pressure stakes and all this other stuff going on, you're going to have big disappointments. You're going to have things that are out of your control. You're going to have things happen to you and you're going to have to still deal with them with uh, wisdom and elegance and grace. And hopefully what you're learning here at Auburn, tough lesson though it may be, that's going to help you out later in life. So anyway, let's talk about what we can be happy about. All right, because there is a ton of stuff to be happy about here at Auburn. In addition to, you know, uh, the awards and all that stuff and how great we are, when we were coming off of last season, uh, perfect season, first time it ever been done, uh, everybody thought we were going to be taking a huge step back as a program. I certainly, you know, thought that. Um, you know, I thought we were going to lose a couple of meets here during the regular season. Uh, we graduated more All-Americans uh, than any other equestrian team ever has done in the history of the sport. So we lost a ton of talent. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Last year's senior class accounted for a little bit over 50% of all of our points that we earned last year. So we had an amazing class, a perfect class, or not class, a perfect team. And half of the points that that team earned were due to one class in that team, the senior class. So they graduated. They're out of here. 
And so you're thinking, all right, well, if there was ever a time in the sport when a team was going to take a huge step back, this was that opportunity. Well, it did not happen because Auburn recruited really, really well last season. And so the freshmen that we got coming in this year, they weren't able to take up that entire, you know, uh, 50% of the points total, but they took up enough of it that we, again, won every meet this season. Now, our overall points production that we earned in a typical meet did fall almost two points, about a point and a half. Um, We dropped from last year what you would typically, I think we were gaining about 14 and a half points on average at a meet last year. This year, it dropped to 13 points on average um, per meet. So a little bit of a drop off, but still 13 points a meet is really good. If you can average that, uh, you're going to beat most teams. And again, we beat most teams. We beat every team. Um, so that's really cool, and that's because of the strength of that freshman class. And we should also be able to retain most of the points that we scored this season going into next season. Our senior class this year accounted for around one point on average per meet. You know, if we can bring in some freshmen next year that can get us one or two points, then we're going to be just as good, if not better, next season. And we were perfect this season. So, Things are looking up really well for for Auburn. Uh, No other team except maybe Fresno State is in that same position to build on what they had this year uh, if they can get in some good freshmen. But again, they're pretty far behind us. So, you know, they they don't have a lot of, they're not losing a lot of point production out of their senior class either. Every other team is. Uh, South Carolina's losing some significant points. Georgia's losing a lot. Texas A&M. Oklahoma State's losing a lot. So we're really the only major program that is not going to be losing a ton of points to graduation this year. And that's great. Things are looking up for Auburn. Now, uh, before I went into recording this day, I put out a little uh, a call out on Twitter. And this afternoon I said, hey, I'm going to be recording tonight. If you got a question, send it to me. I'll answer it. I did get one response. So I'm going to answer that question now. From, let's see, Twitter user, from Twitter user Peter Michael Green, he asks, which match made you, and he should have said meet, but that's okay, we're going to forgive him for that, made you sweat the most as you wondered whether we would pull out a win, if any, okay? Well, uh, yeah, Peter, I had a couple meets that I I was starting to sweat out. Um, Both Texas A&M meets were kind of tough and had me very concerned by the end. Uh, in the preseason show that Kyle Loomis and Dallas Ham and I did, I predicted that we would lose both Texas A&M meets, and we nearly did. We beat the Aggies 11-9 in College Station and 10-9 in Auburn. In both meets, A&M rode the best that they had done all season. So really, they were an up-and-down team, but the two meets they were the best at were against us. So there you go. What are you, you, know, you going to do? Well, if you're Auburn, you're going to ride well and beat them anyway. And that's what we did. But it was very tight. We In both of those, we jumped out to a decent lead and then kind of had to hang on for dear life at the end. Um, there was also one other meet that I did sweat out, and that was at Fresno State. And that was surprisingly tight. Now, again, as you know, I am extremely suspicious of the Bulldogs, their true quality level, and what all is going on at a home meet over there. 
Uh, they got some big advantages over there, and probably not all of them that they should have. But anyway, they, there's no way they should have done that well against us. But they did. I mean, upsets happen sometimes. And boy, they were closing in on an upset. They were almost going to tie us. But basically, Deanna Green, uh, she, her one point at the time she got it, she rode a 78 and beat her opponent by half a point. That gave us the, um, you know, the overall points lead. And that, that really saved that meet for us was her point now. Again everybody who earned a point saved us but at that you know critical juncture is when it was getting really tight and deanna green came in like a champion and delivered that meet even though it should not have been that close i mean you go back and look at that score that score sheet they are way too close to us and barely beating us by half point here half point there and you're like come on now this is just this is just wrong this should not be happening but it did happen but we beat them so oh well whatever so yeah those were the the three occasions where i was really starting to sweat it out you know, Georgia was a little close, but we kind of, I, I was pretty sure we were going to win that one over in, in uh, Bishop. The one in Auburn wasn't even close. Uh, you know, in the rain and all, boy, we just, oh, we beat the mess out of them here at Auburn. That was great. Um, and, you know, the Oklahoma State one at, over at UT Martin to kick off the season turned out to be close, but we we grabbed a big lead and then only needed like one or two points and we got it. And then they came back on us and we're like, all right, well, they ended up closer than it should have been. But it was so early in the season, I really didn't know enough to be scared. So, you know, it was like, oh, well, whatever. But they didn't beat us. We beat them. So another thing to talk about is it is not out of the realm of possibility that this Auburn equestrian team could still be awarded the national championship even without a postseason tournament. Now, most college football fans are aware of how, you know, throughout the history of the sport, most of the national championships have been voted on, not won in any sort of tournament. And so when you look around at all the sports that ended up getting their postseasons canceled, NCAA Equestrian is the one and the only one where you could make uh, a, basically an undisputed case for one team being the national championship, even though they didn't have to play through a tournament. And Auburn Equestrian is that team. They were undefeated. They, play, they faced every other team in the top ten. Seven of those other nine teams, they faced them on the road. So it's not like they played them at home, you know, like Fresno does. <laughs> uh, no, they went on the road, beat the majority of them on the road, beat all of them no matter where it was played. And having the undefeated season the previous year, even though obviously we, we're not talking about that team, it helps Auburn because that team also had a perfect regular season and then followed it up with, you know, the win in the in the national championship tournament. So. It really lends a lot of, of credibility to the argument of saying, hey, this Auburn team was demonstratively the best. Nobody beat them. They played everybody. I mean, Georgia didn't play everybody. They didn't play Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State didn't play Georgia. So, you know, there are teams out there that you can point to and say, well, they didn't do what Auburn did. Well, every team you can point to and say they didn't do what Auburn did because nobody was undefeated like Auburn. Every team had multiple losses. I mean, even in the case of Oklahoma State, they lost Auburn, but they also lost, uh, you know, one other or maybe two other meets. So there was no team out there that was really even close to undefeated. Um, now, there were teams that on a certain day, like I talked about with Texas A&M, on their best days could beat Auburn. I mean, there's couple of teams that fall into that category but still nobody did beat Auburn and that should count for something 
I mean, if you went through and you, you know, laid out in football or basketball and said, hey, this team over here, they're number one. They were number one the entire season. They played everybody in the top 10 and they beat all of them. And seven of those games were on the road. I, you just, you would, you know, it wouldn't even be a question as to whether or not they were the number one team. I mean, everybody would say, oh, well, obviously. So that's why I feel like we might actually see the NCAA get together on this and say, you know what, even though we didn't have a postseason tournament, we're going to go ahead and declare Auburn the national champions. And I think that would be valid because, again, we beat everybody, most of them on the road. No one else had an undefeated season. No one was really close to an undefeated season. And we played absolutely every team in the top 10. There was no good team that could say, hey, we didn't get our shot. Everybody got their shot. Everybody lost. Auburn beat everyone. So I'm still holding out hope for that. And, you know, I would not be shocked if we, you know, saw some sort of official recommendation or recognition. So that's what I'm hoping for. And that's what y'all can hope for, too, because I really think that's a possibility. Um, what are we going to do about the future? Well, in the near future, we don't have a lot of options because we don't have all these riding uh, meets that we thought we were going to have. Um, we're all quarantined. We're all locked down. We're not supposed to go touch each other's faces. So how do we deal with that? Well, I have found online this game called Riding Club Championships. And I am looking for some people, preferably some people in the Auburn Equestrian Program, to get online with me and do some virtual riding. So I am challenging any riders or former riders that are part of the program or maybe you're not in the program anymore. Basically, anybody who's interested and if you have some connection to the Auburn Program, I am challenging you to an online equestrian meet. Now, here's what I've done. I have gone into Steam, which is this, if you're not a gamer, it's this online gaming um, uh, software that lets you basically, you can buy games digitally and you just install the Steam software and then you can play all these games. Well, the, this game, Riding Club Championship, is an equestrian game. It's free to play. And so I have set up uh, a couple of accounts in Steam and uh, downloaded the Riding Club Championship uh, software game component to it. And I have started riding those um, uh, little characters in those games on a separate computer, just sitting over to the side where it goes and accumulates a bunch of points. Because it's one of those games where you have to do basically little farming activities to gain experience points, and you can turn those experience points into stats to improve your horses. So I've got a couple that I haven't done much with except for just farm a whole bunch of points. So I've got those accounts. We'll, we can get some people if you're interested. Uh, I have can set up some webinar software where you would dial in. You'd have the Steam game running on your computer. Uh, we would network together so that I could see your game. I could challenge you to some rides or if we get enough people interested. It doesn't even have to be riding against me. If you're afraid of losing to Auburn Elvis, which, you know, you should be, then we could just ride the two of y'all together. You know, if we got a couple of ladies who say, you know what, let's not ride against Auburn Elvis because who knows how many hours he's been practicing. I want to ride against somebody else who's never played this game before. We can set that up. But basically, I'll set up all the technical stuff. If we could just get a couple of people who are interested, if you've got a laptop that you can you know, have a webcam facing you and you're willing to give up like an hour or two, we can get this scheduled and we can set this up. And I think it would be very interesting. 
So message me, let me know if anybody is interested and we will totally set this up because I think it'd be really cool. We could live stream it on Twitch and record it and I'll go back and edit it together in like a five or 10 minute little video of, of our little meet. Just because the real postseason has been canceled, it does not mean that you and I can't still have some fun and celebrate this awesome season one more time and have our own little virtual championship. So just let me know, ladies, if anyone is interested. Okay, well, that is our 2019-2020 equestrian season wrap-up show. I know it all ended too soon, but at least we can take comfort in knowing that our Auburn riders made the most out of every chance they had. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?